28, a year of immense growing pains. The year I traveled to seven different countries, met my birth family, and manifested moving to Spain after quitting my nine to five. The age I proved myself wrong and showed myself I am competent, independent, and capable. At 28, I got a taste of freedom for the first time ever in my life, and I decided it was a feeling I did not want to give up. A lot of pain resurfaced. Repeatedly, I was rejected, heartbroken, humiliated, disappointed. I literally cried so much throughout the year. I saw how I was using people as band-aids, but now I see what I need to focus on is healing the actual wound, not covering it up, which ultimately made them so much worse. I've spent the majority of my life trying to feel good enough. The harder I fought to win people over, the smaller I became. With every failed attempt to be noticed by a man, the further and further removed from myself I became. Especially this year, I cannot tell you how much time and money was spent begging to be seen, to be heard, to be wanted. I couldn't understand what was so wrong with me. Why was I so lovable? I spent countless, countless time and days and energy and attention trying to fix myself, just consumed with complete self-disgust. I cried over people who could not care less about me, convinced if they would recognize my value, then maybe I would have worth. These people revealed all the ways I hated myself, simultaneously what I thought I deserved, which was to be ignored, used, abandoned. They were simply mirrors, reflecting back what I needed to integrate and heal. Finally, I came to the point just recently where I decided I had enough. Enough begging for approval, enough abusing myself, enough letting myself be sacrificed. It's time to choose myself instead and stop looking at people to give me what I refuse to provide myself. Kindness, acceptance, attention. It really feels so surreal entering the last year of my 20s. But... It's a good thing because, I mean, my hardest, darkest days are long behind me and I'm so proud of myself because nine years ago in the hospital, completely mentally ill, I really never imagined I'd make it this far. So 29-year-old self, here's to another 365 days around the sun, boo. This year, I took a chance on myself. I fell flat on my face numerous times, but... Each time I got back up, I became stronger, braver, more resilient. Courage is not the lack of fear, but the decision to do it anyway. It's not your body, your bank account, where you live, your relationship status, fill in the blank that's holding you back. It's the limits of your own mind. I dare you to take a risk on yourself, no matter how outlandish it may seem. In life, there's no guarantees, but I can promise you this. You are worth your wildest dreams. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Waking Up. I'm your host, Lauren Coletti. I hope you enjoyed that brief introduction. It is my Instagram caption for my birthday post, which will be going up tomorrow. Today is July 14th. Tomorrow is July 15th, my birthday. Shout out to all my fellow Cancers and happy birthday to any Cancerian queens or kings. I'm recording this a day before my actual birthday, but I plan on releasing this podcast on my birthday. And last week I had recorded a podcast episode and I just hated it. I felt like everything was not worded or strung together properly to the point where I couldn't even understand myself. I was just getting so sidetracked and I have been struggling with my concentration and staying focused recently. 
who knows why. I don't know if my phone has something to do with it. I feel like as people rely more on technology and spend more time on social media, our attention spans just keep getting shorter and smaller. <laughs> but really what I wanted to do today was read my blog called 28, the year of unlearning, unearthing, and unbecoming. I feel those were the common themes of the last year for me at 28 years old, a lot of unlearning, unbecoming, and unearthing of past traumas and wounds being unearthed to come up to ultimately be healed for my highest good. So I wanted to read my blog post as well as just touch on some thoughts I've had recently. I write a lot of notes in my phone throughout the day, especially since downloading threads, which is essentially like Twitter for Instagram. I just have thoughts throughout the day and I randomly sometimes will jot them down and I kind of wanted to touch on the main points that I have been thinking of. So first I'm going to get into the blog post then I'm going to recap and then share some of my final thoughts on the biggest lessons of my 28 years on the planet. Can't believe today is the last day I'm 28. Tomorrow I'll be 29. It feels, it feels strange. It feels scary, but so much gratitude with that as well. And I'm sure everyone in their late 20s can relate to that feeling. <laughs> so let's just jump right into the blog post and get into it. 28. The year I traveled to seven different countries, quit my nine to five, met my birth family, manifested moving to Spain. This has been one of the most challenging years to date. I think I cried more this year than any other besides 2016. I don't think anything could be 2016. This year was full of frustration, struggle, discouragement, and feeling completely defeated. I felt disappointed, lost, and triggered as fuck more often than not. 99.9% .9 of the time, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and I'll humbly admit most days I still don't. But that being said, this year was so unsettling because it was the complete stripping away of my old sense of self, a dismantling of a false identity I believed but was ultimately not my truth. Talk about scary and confusing. Living alone in Europe for four months was probably one of the bravest moves I've ever made. A decision that for once came not from reason, but solely from heart. Most people could not understand why I would make such a bold decision, not from logic, and I couldn't explain it. It sounded crazy, irresponsible, and impulsive, but trusting my intuition was the best choice I've made in a long time. Taking a leap of faith to trade comfort, security, and safety for uncertainty and instability is a huge risk, but the happiness and fulfillment on the other side are worth it to me. Although this year was insanely ungrounding, both personally and emotionally, I'm so blessed for everything unfolding as it did. This year was one of finding myself and coming back home to who I am destined to be. This year has been a constant stripping away at the layers of my shadow self. It was one of loss, purging, trial, and error. I know this next year will continue to be a mass transition. For now, I will try to enjoy where I am and trust the universe will guide me where I'm meant to land. I don't know where I'll end up or how things will turn out, but I believe as long as I continue to trust myself, I cannot go wrong. I will keep trying to love myself fully, and this time not through another person. The next stage of my journey, I'm being called to pursue alone so I can know what it means to be with and choose myself consistently. This was the first year I've been single from a relationship that lasted from 2020 to 2022, and it was an intense adjustment where so much resurfaced. 
Over and over, I was rejected, ghosted, humiliated, disappointed. And then finally, after a devastating rock bottom two weeks ago, I made the conscious decision to remain deliberately single for the rest of the year. No more sex, no more dating, no apps or distractions to numb myself. Instead of trying to find someone to help me escape, I am trying to find inner peace within me, myself, and I by taking my recovery seriously. I've spent the majority of my life trying to prove myself to others. The harder I tried to win them over, the smaller I became. With every failed attempt to get them to notice me, the further I was taken from myself. Especially this year, I cannot tell you how much was spent begging people to see me, hear me, accept me, want me. They never did, and I couldn't quite understand why. What was so wrong with me? Why was I so unlovable? I spent countless time and money trying to be good enough, consumed with self-disgust. I cried over people who could not give a shit about me, convinced if they would recognize my value, only then I would have worth. I learned a lot of lessons the hard and expensive way, but in the end, I know what needed to be fixed was not me. It was the direction from which I was seeking affirmation. These people were simply mirrors reflecting back what needed to be integrated and healed. They revealed all the ways I hated myself, what I thought I deserved, to be ignored, used, abandoned. The four days I spent in London were amongst the loneliest in my life. Listen to the episode on my website. But I know only I have the power to end this vicious cycle of abuse. It's not that the universe was punishing me. She was awakening me to the realities of what will continue to happen if I keep disrespecting myself. A quote I recently discovered says, when an eggshell is cracked from the outside, it is broken. When it is cracked from the inside, it is reborn. I can't believe I'm turning 29 in only five days. It feels surreal entering the last year of my 20s. This was the hardest decade of my life, but it's a good thing because I know the worst is over. My hardest, darkest days are behind me, and I'm so proud of myself because nine years ago, suicidal in the hospital... I really never thought I'd make it this far. My past self is looking back hella impressed. I know if I can get through what I have, then everything else is a piece of cake. <laughs> of course, I still have doubts, but instead of hiding from my insecurities like I used to, I move towards them, and that's a pretty badass thing to do. So future self, here's to another year of growing and getting closer to not only my dreams, which I'm making a reality, but to what I deserve, to who I've always been, but I'm learning to embody. This year, I took a chance on myself. I fell flat on my face more times than I can count, but every time I got back up, I grew stronger and more resilient. Courage is not the lack of fear, but the decision to do it anyway. If I can leave you with any advice, it would be this. It's not your body, bank account, relationship, fill in the blank, holding you back. It's the shackles and limitations of your own mind. This day, this week, this month, this year, take that risk. Make your wildest dreams come true because in life, there are no guarantees, but I can promise you, you are worth it. That was my latest blog post, 28th year of unlearning, unearthing, and unbecoming. You can find that on my website. I will link that in the show notes. You can also check it out on my Instagram page at Lauren M. Coletti, where there's a link to my blog. I post one or two times a month, and you can check out my past episodes either here or on my website as well. So with that being said, I wrote that article a couple of days ago, and I wanted to kind of recap on some of the major themes and patterns that came up this year, all lessons resurfacing for me to truly integrate, heal, and learn. So one of them was on the outside focus, externally focused. The question of how do I show up in order to be loved? 
So when we're externally focused, we think we have this idea of who we need to become in order to be lovable. For me, this looks like trying to change myself, trying to fix myself, particularly my outside appearance, because growing up, I was bullied so badly. (laughs) I can't even begin to tell you how often I was called fat. I was mood at in the hallway of high school. My dad would call me chubsy ubsy. I mean, people told me that I was so ugly, I should just kill myself. So now at 28 years old, like it doesn't even matter what I look like. I blame everything on my appearance. And there was a time when I was in London a couple of weeks ago and the person that I was with that I really had a huge crush on, he kept talking about like how hot the girls in Albania were and the girls in Albania are sexy as fuck, but they all look the same. They all look like Instagram baddies, which is fine. No shade. But I thought I don't look like a model. So that must be the issue. I need to do something about this. If only I had a smaller waist, bigger tits, a fatter ass, a prettier face, then this person would actually want to touch me, want to spend time with me, want to acknowledge my existence, which he didn't at all. So there was a time when I was spending that week with him, I was ferociously looking up plastic surgeons because I convinced myself if only I got a new face, a hotter body, then this kind of thing would never happen to me again. It's easier to assign the power outside of ourselves because if we're the problem, then it's not in our control, right? If we can blame them, if ultimately, for this example, if I was beautiful, right, then he still didn't want me, that's on him. But since I'm ugly, I'm fat, it must be my fault, I must be the problem. So I think that we have to change the dialogue in which we run from ourselves. We protect ourselves by seeking out people that affirm how we feel about ourselves. So in my case, in being scathed a lot recently in the last six months, the way that I ran from myself was through self-protection. We protect ourselves by loving people that don't love us back, in my case. I protected myself by loving men who didn't love me. So I never needed to know what it was like to be loved because I am hella afraid of intimacy. And when we feel like we're unlovable, we'll just call in and manifest and allow people into our lives that confirm, yeah, we are a piece of shit. We don't deserve to be loved. And this is how we disembody our higher selves. These are the exiled parts of ourselves. So for example, there was someone I call ramen noodle and (laughs) I couldn't understand why ramen noodle wasn't obsessed with me the way I was obsessed with him. And it was frustrating because I remember he told me, you're such a good person. You're so nice. You're so pretty. And I asked myself every day, then why won't you love me? If I'm so good, if I'm so kind, if I look so good to you, then why am I still so insufficient for you? Why am I so inadequate? And I couldn't wrap my head around it. What was so wrong with me that if I was all these things, he still wouldn't choose me? But honestly, by choosing someone that wouldn't choose me back, it was an example of my own emotional unavailability, as was his, right? Because I'm afraid to be loved. I push away people that could love me and are readily available for me, as did he. He was scared shitless to commit because he was afraid of intimacy. And that's why 
we were so magnetized to each other because we just mirrored each other's wounds back to one another. And truthfully, I feel like right now I could meet my soulmate at this very second and I wouldn't even know what to do with them. I would push them away because I gravitate towards chaos and tumultuous relationships, not peace or safety. So that's why I'm taking dating and sex off the table for the rest of the year because when I meet my person, the right person, a conscious, mindful, healthy, happy partnership, which is what I'm working to manifest, I want to be ready. And right now I do not feel ready. I think that as we continue to transform and develop, we'll continue to outgrow people and no longer align with what once felt comfortable, with what once felt safe and familiar to us. And this was another lesson that I learned this year. One, we cannot change someone's mind. That is out of our control. We do not have the power to make someone ready for us if they're not receptive to what we have to give them. We do not have the power to fix, to heal someone. We only have the power to transform ourselves. That's not our job. That's not our responsibility. And another thing was outgrowing a lot of friendships, people who no longer aligned with who I was becoming. And I think that's okay. We have to learn to let these people go. They're no longer on the path that once served us. Maybe they did a year or two or three ago. And you'll notice as you continue to grow and develop and work on yourself, people that are not doing the work will continue to fall away. And I think that's why this year was one of immense loss, immense loss for me feeling so much grief, so much heartbreak. But I I really think that that's a beautiful thing. As the quote I stated in my blog said, when an eggshell is cracked from the outside, it's broken, but when it's cracked open from the inside, it's reborn. And a lot of the themes this year was me learning to analyze my relationships, not just intimate, but also platonic, and distinguish which relationships were life-giving and which were life taking. And to my disbelief, unfortunately, I'd say 90% of my relationships were life taking. I wasn't being met halfway. They weren't mutual. It was parasitic relationship, not a symbiotic relationship. And I'm taking it all in stride. It hasn't been easy. Growth is not easy. It doesn't feel good a lot of the time. It it can feel really alienating. It can feel really lonely. But I've learned that I don't want anything in my life that feels confined. And here on Long Island in New York, I feel so confined. And for the first time this year ever in my life, I got a taste of freedom, as I mentioned. And when I was in Europe, I felt so expanded, so big, so alive. And feeling so small here, I didn't want to give that up. I didn't want to let that go. So I encourage you to do the same. What feels big, what feels expansive, what feels like a hell yes, and what feels like a fuck no. Keep checking in with your body. And the last thing that I've really hit home, got hammered into me this year, was not feeling worthy of taking up space. And when we don't feel worthy of taking up space, we won't feel worthy to let people go to release toxic people. We won't feel deserving to set boundaries and to follow through with our boundaries to say no. 
And this has caused me to really try to be important to people who I was invisible to because I didn't feel worthy. I felt so lucky and just so happy that someone would pick me, even if they treated me like shit, right? Even if they ignored me, even if they made me feel invisible, even if they put me down. I just felt so lucky to be chosen because my whole life I've begged people to just pick me. And most of the time I haven't been. So when we don't feel worthy of taking up space, we will settle for bad treatment. We'll settle for people that don't see our value. So this year, I'm going to try to stop being important to people that don't realize how fucking amazing and awesome I am. And I encourage you to do the same. Like I said, as we change, we'll lose a lot of people. But I trust that these are the people that needed to be let go of that aren't worth keeping in our lives. So whew, that was a mouthful. Um, yeah, so much happened this year. And I'm, I'm really, I fear a lot for the future. I worry about things. It's, it's normal to, you know, the fear of unknown is probably one of the biggest fears in human history, but I have so much to look forward to so much I'm excited for. I'm just trying to take it day by day, live in the present moment and just count all my blessings right now. And I'm really stoked for what the future has in store. My book should finally be coming out soon, Born with a Broken Heart, my fifth book. It's an ebook. So when that comes out, I'll have a release podcast to launch it. Again, you can reach out to me at Lauren M. Coletti. Maybe send me a birthday wish. I love all of you. Thank you so much for your support this last year, for interacting with me. I love when I get your messages. It just makes my day, my life. It's the reason I keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> you could also check out my work on my website, lmcoletti.com. And I'll talk to you in the next episode with so much love. I hope you have a beautiful day, beautiful rest of your week, beautiful year, beautiful life.